Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 66. We're going to talk about today the strategic choices of when an out is more important than a run. Before we do that, let's talk about Cleat It Up. Cleat It Up FP is the app you need to use. It's a free app for your phone. It's going to solve all your communication challenges. So check out cleatitup.com and uh, go see all the different things that they can do for you to solve your communication challenges. Also, we want to talk about Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, patreon.com. We are asking you to become a patron. If you can afford to help Coach Don and I with Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep, uh, please go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. All the different levels of support and the benefits that you will receive are explained there. We uh, certainly can use the help if you're in a position where you can help us. Um, Our goal is to keep Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep as a free service. We don't want to become a subscription type deal. And the best way for that to happen is if you can help us out, we would really appreciate it. So Don, we've been at the ballpark a few times, watched a few games. Yes, sir. And one of the things that I am gotten to the point now where I've seen it so often that it doesn't even surprise me. You're not amazed anymore. It doesn't even surprise me anymore (laughs) to see coaches and teams defying logic and how they're playing defense based on the score of the game and where they are in the game. And so let's kind of put this together. I think for most of us, our goal is pretty simple. If we're playing a game, we want to win a game. We got to cut off all the runs, then, don't we? Well, but if we want to win a game, does it matter to you <laughs> if you win by one, or if you win by two, or if you win by six? So you're saying it's not as important to cut off all the runs, right? Well, Some, and, sometimes and, it's more important to get an out, right? And that's what I want us to talk about yep. this because I think sometimes, from a coaching perspective, we get caught up in the whole idea of not allowing runs to score, that we end up making uh, strategy choices and decisions that might be counterproductive for us actually winning the game in relationship to the argument of not giving up one more run. So, and so perfect example, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, there was a very, very successful College World Series participant program that I watched on ESPN play a game. It was the seventh inning. They were ahead by six runs and managed to lose the game because I think they chose a strategy that just did not make sense. Bases loaded with nobody out in a game late in the game when we're ahead. And this team, this coach, chose to bring all their infielders in tight, trying to make plays at the plate. Wow. You know, to my way of thinking, I'm thinking, well, okay, I don't even need to worry about any of the three base runners yet because we're ahead by six. Loosen up and get an out. Right. So I'm going to, and because we've got bases loaded, we have chances to get force outs anywhere in the infield. So I probably even going to think about, you know, can we even play a little bit deeper at shortstop and second base? Because we got a chance to get the force out at second. Can we play a little bit deeper at third base? Because they're probably not as likely to squeeze or something like that in that situation with bases loaded. What ended up happening was the 
nightmare scenario we all know is possible, but we don't think is likely, where a couple of bloopers, a couple of Punch three hoppers through. through the infielders, yeah. a couple of clean, really good base hits, and before you know it, that six-run lead had turned into a loss. Now it is time to pinch off at the plate. Right. Yeah. And so, but what ended up happening is they, they, because of the way they had chosen to defend that situation by trying to cut off what, in my mind, was a meaningless run. It was uh, a meaningless it, four or five runs. Right. They ended up yeah. creating a rally. And I think that's the thing that we wanted to make sure that we're talking about with our coaches today is looking at this situation. If my goal is to win the game, I've never cared whether we won by one run or two runs or five runs as long as we won. Strategically, we would always make decisions thinking about the balance between outs and runs and when an out was more important than preventing a run. And I think a lot of times late in games, it's really important to recognize that. And sometimes, honestly, even early in games, it can be important to recognize that. Oh, um, let things get out of hand. Right. Yeah. So sometimes if you give up one run in the first inning by playing it a little bit safer, playing deep in the middle infield, we keep ourselves in a game. So instead of being so focused on uh, pinching off that lead run that we turn a blooper into a three-run inning or a, or a three-hopper up the middle into a three-run inning that we... Um, kind of keep in mind that the idea of getting an out sometimes is way more important than preventing one run to score. And to me, Tori, as you're saying that, I'm thinking if we're playing against you back in the day, that one run would have meant a lot. That might have been the, the decision maker. So we might have tried to you know, cut that run off at the plate early in that game. Right. But there's a lot of teams that we played against that we were very confident we were going to you know, score multiple runs. They didn't have anybody on the other side that was going to shut us down. So at that point, it was okay for us to to make sure we get an out, don't get into a bad storm of fumbles to make, right. make things worse for the day. Yeah, And I think so what we have to start to think about is, is helping our players in practice really see these situations and, and putting them um, in situations where they're kind of figuring this out and doing the math in their heads, doing the uh, uh, probabilities and, and trying to think about what's likely to happen so that they start to have some understanding. If if we're in a situation, so let's say it's the first inning and we've got bases loaded with nobody out and your biggest best hitter is up at the plate, I think there's much more benefit for us defensively to play our infielders back, making sure we get an out than there is playing our infielders in, trying to make sure you don't get a run. With the biggest hitter, with on the, the biggest other... hitter on the other team. Now, right. if it's the seventh hitter, eighth hitter, ninth hitter, then again, I think that changes the strategy. More short game and thought. Sometimes yeah. it 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 can change within the inning, depending upon what happens. You know, and so, um, but for sure, when we're thinking about late inning strategies, that's where the, the I think the most egregious mistakes get made, and where we need to be thinking about. It. But always thinking about the logic is how important is it to us get an to get an out right now. And how important is that out in comparison to them getting one run? If my confidence level is high that we can keep you from getting any runs and get an out, then there's nothing wrong with choosing that strategy. But again, if it's the cleanup hitter, the number three hitter, somebody that's already you know got two or three hits in the game, for us to then think that miraculously somehow we're going to get her to hit a four hopper to the shortstop so we can get a ground ball out at the plate is not necessarily logical for the situation that we're in. Tori, I think it's exciting that we're having this conversation because it's uh, you know, softball IQ for the kids, right? Right. And each coach needs to make sure that at some point we talk about it or 
you know, listen to, uh, you know, the scenario. So right. it's good. Well, and so one of the things that we started doing, and this is, I think, a great way for us to, to kind of cross this bridge, is doing a lot more situational stuff where we're talking about these exact kinds of situations. So we'll have our defense out. Um, we'll set up a situation. Okay, right now we've got bases loaded with nobody out. It's the seventh inning, and we're ahead by five runs. And then not say anything at all and see what the kids' choices are, what they think is going to be the right decision from that, and see how they're thinking. And so let's say we set that situation up, and and you know we, we tell them we're ahead by five runs, and we don't coach them yet. We just let them make their decision. If they all come in thinking that they've got to get that run at the plate, then the very first thing I'm going to do is hit a blooper right where the shortstop should have been standing and let them see that now they just gave up two or three runs because they were trying so hard to give up one or to not give up one. We're in the outs business. Right. Yeah. Because then we're first hitter that matters to us might be the on deck hitter or the in the hole hitter that hasn't even gotten on the field yet. You know, if we do that two or three times and then pull them together and say, okay, so now obviously it was easy for me to exploit you in that situation because you came in and I hit a blooper right where you should have been. But what did you learn from that? Well, now they've got three runs and we still don't have an out. And now instead of having a five run lead, we've got a two run lead and the tying run is at first base. Hmm. A little more pressure. Okay. So now, so now think about, so let's go back to where we started. So we had bases loaded with nobody out. What do you think would have been better? Well, if I would have played back, I would have caught that pop-up and they wouldn't have gotten a run anyhow. Right. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And also let's say if you, if you play back and I hit a two hopper, what do you think happens? Well, I'm for sure going to get the force out at second and we might even turn a double play. Hmm. So now we're ahead. And, and so let's concede they scored a run because you played for the double play or you played for the force out. So now we have a four run lead and the tying run is in the on deck circle. Oh, yeah. And just to kind of give them a chance to see for themselves how it plays out, how this stuff can play out. Because I think almost all players that have played you know, more than a handful of games... It's all about the runs and, at the plate. Right. And they've been in these situations where they've seen it go right and they've seen it go wrong. You know, they've seen us come in and you know, it's the right situation, you know, the right combination of things, and we've been able to get out of an inning without giving up a run. Or they've seen the, we came in to try to keep them from getting a run and we turned it into a five-run inning because two bloopers and a double ended up being a gigantic rally. Yes. And so I think it's, uh, and so uh, again, it's important to, to my way of thinking that we help the kids kind of experience this, as you said, raise their softball IQ by putting them in this situation over and over again so they can see it. So then we start to talk about, okay, it's the bottom of the seventh inning, we're ahead by three, we're ahead by five, we're ahead by seven, and see how when that gets laid out for them, when they get to experience that situation, they start to think about what's the logical best play. And um, I think that if we do more of that as coaches, we're going to be really pleasantly surprised on how much more confidence our kids are gaining in those situations. And instead of being in kind of panic mode thinking, oh, my God, they got to run, right. they're more relaxed thinking, yeah, so what, they got to run. We're still ahead by five, and now we got one out. And we got, yeah, we've only got two outs to go. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get that blooper that might have been trouble, but now is a routine pop-up, you know, not to, to get too far afield, but uh, a long time ago, when I watched a lot of Major League Baseball, everybody can remember right after 9-11, we had the big comeback to America and, and everybody wanted to you know, get back into normal lives. And one of the big stories that year was after 9-11 that the Yankees made it to the World Series. Well, 
you have to be a pretty hardcore baseball fan to remember this, but the winning run that cost the Yankees the World Series was a situation where they brought the infielders in to cut off a run at home plate, and uh, the player hit a little blooper, nothing... Just to the grass. That, ...that was basically right where Derek Jeter would have been standing if they would have been playing in double play depth. But because they were in so far trying to cut off the run Anxious. at the plate... Yeah. It turned into a, we lost the game. Now, that's a winning run at third situation, so it's a little bit more challenging, but we, we see that so often. And so the idea of making sure that we're thinking about when an out is important and how important it is to get an out is something that we start to think about. No, I and this goes into outfield depth too, right, Tori? Right. So, I mean, it, it goes all the way across the board, but we've got to have a little conscious thought right. and preparation and then education with the kids. and then whatever situation they're in, they're going to be prepared. Right. And, yeah. But so we, we've got to practice it more. I think we've got to do it with base runners. I think we've got to do it where we put the kids in a situation and then challenge them to do some problem solving on their own. Because what we really want is for them to understand it, to buy into it, so that when we say, okay, you know, middles are going to be back here, corners you can go 4-1, but the middles you're going to be back. So that two, they in, two in the middle. Right, that they understand that right now getting an out is really, really important. And if we give up a run, and we get an out, we're going to be okay because we're going to control the damage. We're going to keep the game close. You know, We're going to allow them to get one run, but we're not going to put ourselves in a situation where we allow them to get three or four or five. Absolutely. So yeah. what, what you're saying is a, a, even a slow ground ball to either of the corners is going to be still an easy out at home. Right. But a slow ground ball to a middle infielder is going to need to be an out at second or first. Right, because of the realistic opportunities a, of making that play at the plate is tight with is a good tight. with good base running right yeah. and and again so it's it's just all part of helping us understand that um, the only person that cares about whether we give up a run or not is the pitcher's mom or dad right <laughs> earned runs right because the earned yeah. run is something that they're paying attention to yeah. but i think even the pitcher most often wants the win more than they want to worry about whether or not they gave up a run absolutely and so if we're thinking about it logically uh, there's a lot of times in our game that getting an out is really the only important thing. And if that means we've got to give up a run to get it, let's be happy about it. And even if you're getting your butt kicked, let's say you're down 7 nothing in the first inning, for sure now we need to figure out a way to get an out because we need to figure out a way to get off the field and see if we can't stop the terror, you know, stop the pain <laughs> for a little bit, try to get back in the game a little bit at a time. So um, coaches, we need to make sure we're thinking this through. We need to work on it. We need to practice it. We need to practice it a lot more than most of us are doing. And we need to um, make sure that we understand that uh, there's an awful lot of times that this strategy is going to be a winning one. And Tori, we're all about to go into the cold months, right? So this is good chalk talk and uh, pre-practice or pre-conditioning conversation right. for everybody. Yeah. Just one more time, the, the idea, though, of setting it up on the field when you can and yeah. then exploiting the example so that the kids can see it, that blooper where the shortstop would have been, that four hopper up the middle that would have been a routine double play ball that all of a sudden turns into a really tough play, that ball that's you know deep in this 5-6 hole that the shortstop would have been able to cut off and throw to third for an out. Absolutely. All those things that we can simulate that we can really show the kids, okay, here's what's going to happen. And here's what can happen. But uh, yeah, and I like your chalk talk idea. That's always a good idea too. So let's make sure we're ta talking about it, coaching it up and, and working hard at helping our players understand it. So that's going to wrap up episode number 66. Please make sure you check out our sponsors, Cleat It Up, Next Air, and check out our patreon.com slash everything fast pitch page. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com. 
or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. Don, anything else? No, just looking forward to a good week here, Tori, and we'll get back at it again next week. All right, for Coach Don and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening to episode number 66 of Coach Prep.